0: Oh my god, Dan. Ah. Fucking Sasageo right now.
1: Mm. Sasageo. Are you farting? (laughs) No, I'm stretching.
0: (laughs) Welcome to Um, the Otaku Host Club Podcast's Road to Paradise, our weekly Attack on Titan final season uh, episode breakdown series. Uh, This episode, we are talking about episode 79, or Memories from the Future. And uh, if you would like to listen to these episodes early, we release them early over on Patreon. Uh, the links to our Patreon are down in the description of wherever you're listening to this on. And if not, you can catch it on Thursday or Friday. Um, so, I have a little bit of a... Of a um, this is an intervention, guys, before we get into the episode. Is it? It is. Oh, geez. Um, Dan. Intervene. Dan. What? Dan. What? Dan. What? Last season... You were so hype about Attack on Titan. Every episode was a ten out of ten. And then we get into the final part, what we think is going to be the end of Attack on Titan. And you gave the you you didn't like the hypest episode that everyone else liked. This last episode was so hype and it has been deemed like ten out of ten from like even people that don't watch anime.
1: You're you're talking about memories of the future.
0: Yes. What's wrong, BB? Are you okay? Are you okay? No, I, I like
1: this episode. Why do you think I didn't like this? Because episode? you
0: were like, well, <laughs> the animation isn't great. I don't know this episode. Are you,
1: <laughs> no, I was I was saying that about two like, brothers. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, saying that about ta- last week's episode. About.
0: We're talking about two oh, brothers.
1: We're talking about two brothers. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I stand DVD. by what Are I said. Okay? I re-wa- I rewatched it today, and the the kind of three D panning animation looks better in Demon Slayer than it does in Attack on Titan.
0: Where's your hype, friend? A- Where's your hype for Attack on Titan?
1: Well, my hype for Attack on Titan was a couple months ago when I had just watched part three, and then we were getting into part four, and now that they you know, substantive amount of time has passed from the first half of part four to the second half of part four, you know, my life has I'm a different person oh, now. I've, I've moved on with my life. I'm not <laughs> thinking about Attack on Titan so hard, you know, this is why I don't like to watch things as they're currently airing for the most part, because it, when I lose momentum, it's, not, it's its just hard for me to, to feel emotionally invested in, in what's going on. Like when I, when I, the manga,
0: what can we do for you?
1: No, I, I love, (laughs) I I love the manga. Rekindle
0: your love for this
1: series. (laughs) So, yeah, what, what can we do? I mean, what I need to do is rewatch part three and the first half of part four Mm -hmm. and kind of like get in the groove of Attack on Titan and feel the momentum, feel the emotion, feel the, uh, emotional investment, mm-hmm. and then the new episodes will hit me a little bit harder because just watching them in a vacuum, you know, out beyond their context to the story. Uh, I mean, yeah, of course it's it's enjoyable and I like it, but it doesn't, you know, like it doesn't. Yeah, you know, when like uh, when All Might punches, you know, uh, all for one, and I was. You know, crying like a like a little weeby baby and and texting Cristela about it. I was all I was all up and feeling so much emotion because I had been marathoning that whole season, and it was like three in the morning, and I had like all this built up moment emotional momentum Mm -hmm. that carried me into that episode, and then that episode hit so fucking hard. Uh, You know, when you watch something for you know, just, just once a week, it really doesn't, it's hard to, to build the kind of emotional investment, at least for me. That's why when I, when I watch a new season of something, I always rewatch the previous season so I can like get in the groove and start to feel the emotion again mm-hmm. and start to you know reacquaint myself with the characters, with, with the story. Yeah. You know, this, this latest episode, memories of the future was great, but, Also had lots of um, callbacks, lots of references to prior episodes Mm -hmm. that I never would have gotten if I hadn't looked at, you know, looked at discussion about this episode on the Internet. But I feel confident that I would have seen it and and that it would have have been more apparent to me if I had been watching this because, you know, from like, you know. I've been watching Attack on Titan and I watch 2 to 3 episodes a day pretty much every day, you know, and I'm just moving my way straight through the series. Mm-hmm. So I, I think all this stuff will hit better on a rewatch when I can watch it all in like in a good solid steady flow. And yeah. you know, like even you know, think about the the poor the poor individuals watching Legends of the Galactic Heroes one episode a month for 10 years. You know, like, how are you supposed to get into that shit with one episode a month? You know, that's that's terrible.
2: Yeah, I, I have to agree to some extent with that, because, I, you know, when we did the recap last year, I was, you know, my I was quick. I was I knew character names. I knew, uh, you know, small details that I, I'm soon have forgotten. Mm-hmm. But I think I think this episode really circles full, you know, comes full circle with everything we've learned from the first season.
0: Mm-hmm. How am I the, you know, with the hype I one for attack on Titan right now?
2: Well, I'm, I like this episode. I think, um, after a second watch, I, I had emotion. I, I got chills. I, when I was watching, I got chills and two scenes. So, you know, I may not be as hyped, but I still feel invested.
1: Yeah. What two scenes gave you the chills?
2: Uh, towards the end, uh, when Grisha is just having an emotional meltdown, breakdown <laughs> and he, you know, he's just murdered the Reese family mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, he's like, he's, he's moving in a quick gesture across the screen you just like, mm-hmm. really feel the, the energy in that, in that animation scene
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you're like, man, this all comes down to this, <laughs> to, to how Zeke and, uh, Aaron come back. Or rather infect affect Grisha yeah. in the past. Yeah, which makes this episode can be very confusing, but mm-hmm. if you if you rewatch it and you break it down, mm-hmm. it's enjoyable.
0: So basically the entire episode is just a walkthrough of Grisha's memories through this pathways, I guess, plane yes and um zeke is in at first zeke is trying to convince aaron um that his father has been brainwashing him by showing him grisha's memories of aaron's uh youth and before i guess like right when aaron was born um but aaron is unconvinced because aaron knows the truth (laughs) He's like, okay, yeah. Zeke. Let's uh, we'll just um, we'll just pander to your ideas right now. We'll just like let you do what you think is gonna happen, and uh, then you'll see.
1: Yeah. Well, Zeke is shocked that uh, that it, I mean, clearly Zeke did not have all the information about Aaron's backstory. Mm-hmm. Zeke is is visibly shocked by different decisions that Aaron made at various points in his young life, and and different. Uh, emotions that Grisha displays at various points Mm -hmm. in his adult life. Uh, So you say that Zeke knows everything, but this episode really makes you feel like Zeke does not see the whole picture of these, of these two individuals.
0: Yeah. I don't think Zeke knows everything anymore, but I do think everyone is withholding what they do know.
1: Yeah. This is, which I have
0: said before. I think everyone has secrets uh, about, um, like the Titans and where they come from, and they're only disclosing information when it suits them. And they're trying really mm-hmm. hard not to disclose information that they that other people don't need to know. Which comes up later in the episode when Grisha's telling the Rice family that, like, yeah, you don't know everything about the founding Titan. Like, I, I know I know a lot. And then like murders them, so they can't tell anybody. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, that yeah, the the time travel angle and the ability mm-hmm. to uh, impact the past is really really interesting in Attack on Titan, and I, I think it's it's relatively artfully done in this episode.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I I love the parts where Grisha is able to see Zeke. But the way that Grisha is able to see Zeke, which they don't clarify, but but I think you can suss out logically, you know, Grisha is able to see Zeke in situations where Aaron is standing behind Grisha mm. and looking at Zeke, so Grisha is actually seeing Aaron's memories from the future mm. and is able to, you know, because Grisha has the Attack Titan, yeah. which is able to kind of look. Through the the past and look through the future, um, yeah, he's able to see Aaron's memories of the future and see himself, you know, in in third person and mm-hmm. see Zeke standing ahead of him and, and like, yeah, is uh, is very interesting.
0: I didn't pick up on that. I but did that think that's of
2: this. this is the Scrooge episode. <laughs> yeah scrooge it's a little, had the ability to affect the past it's a little bit a ghost of ghost of christmas past mm-hmm. yeah
1: and and yeah. you know when we think about why why is aaron able to interact with grisha um when and encourage him to slaughter the rice family and the slaughtering of the rice family get get significantly more um Screen time, I guess you could say in the manga, like in the manga, you really see Grisha, like, you know, chomping these people and tearing them apart mm. and it's a big bloody mess. And then the anime, they, you know, infer that, but make it broadcast friendly. Mm-hmm. So it's not nearly as, as debaucherous as it is in the manga. But um, yeah, why, why is Aaron able to interact with Grisha at that moment? Yeah, you know, it is because Aaron is able to utilize both the power of the Attack Titan and the power of the Founding Titan by virtue of having had physical contact with Zeke. So Aaron is also in a moment, you know, based on their their little headbutt at the end of the previous episode. You know, the headbutt at the previous episode gives Aaron the ability to utilize power the full powers of the founding titan Mm -hmm. so he can use the attack titan to kind of navigate through history you know through time and then use the founding titan to influence what happens in the past it's like a combination of both of these powers together allows him to interact with grisha and kind of get grisha or or push him into massacring the rice family Mm -hmm. and he he met he yeah, you know, when Grisha comes back, you know, out out of the tu- out of the cave, he says, I've Aaron, I've done what you wanted. I've I've killed everyone except um Rod Rice. Rod Rice was his name. Right? The king Im- himself. Mm. Um and the reason that he you know Aaron, the reason why Aaron specifically wanted him to do that was to set up the events that happened in part three or season three of Attack on Titan, I guess you should say, season three, which, you know, and it's the sequence of events in season three that allow um, Historia mm-hmm. to gain power and lead to the moment when Aaron kisses Historia's hand, mm-hmm. which is a moment that is referenced in this episode. That's the the kiss of the hand, it is Aaron kissing a Historia's hand, and it's that kiss that... Um, There's that combination of Attack Titan and Founding Titan being mixed with royal blood Mm -hmm. uh, or interacting with royal blood that allows Eren to see the future and kind of puts him on the path that he's currently on. Like he sees all the events playing out and he, you know, based on that interaction and using the combined powers of these two titans, he can see the various possibilities Mm -hmm. of the future and see what actions he needs to take in order to get to the future outcome that he's looking for. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that this raises some very big questions about uh predetermination, right? That like you know, Aaron is in the future Aaron interacts with Grisha with a current day Grisha that slaughters the rice family, but that would only be possible if Risha had slaughtered the Rice family the first time around, you know, so it's kind of a confusing loop of, of feedback. And, and that's how time travel gets really confusing in media. But mm-hmm. the way that I interpret this, uh, you know, Aaron strives so hard for freedom, arguably it is Aaron's drive for freedom that defines the attack Titan, right? The attack Titan is constantly referenced as being, Oh, this is the Titan that strives for freedom, that yearns, you know, that will will buck the yoke of control from anyone. And it stands up to the king, you know, because it will not uh, be subservient to anyone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why is the, you know, is the Attack Titan this way? Because it is or because Aaron came into control of the Attack Titan and it's Aaron's feelings for freedom that permeate throughout the lineage of attack Titans through time based on the attack Titans power of, you know, being able to interact with present and future. Mm -hmm. And in that way, you know, like is, is yeah. Aaron yearns for freedom and agency, but is every action he takes a predetermined action that he is just you know, taking the steps through, like, is he actually in a a free agent making his own choices or is he just walking through the steps of history that have been outlined and predetermined?
0: Mm -hmm. It sounds like a lot like the Ackerman bloodline, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mikasa's struggle with wanting to save Aaron, but not knowing if she wants to save Aaron because of the bloodline. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's we, like we if, if like if that's the case if if all of Aaron's actions are predetermined then like is every is every titan's actions predetermined because Aaron willed it because the founding titan um you know they are bound by the uh the, that rule of like of like not wanting to fight so when you're bound mm-hmm. by that rule, you can't utilize the the powers mm-hmm. as well. So is like is that also Aaron's doing?
1: Well, they side they sidestep. Yeah, it's true that the royal family cannot utilize the full powers of the founding titan because of constraints they have placed on themselves. Mm-hmm. But they Aaron sidesteps this issue because he's not actually of the royal bloodline. So even though he cannot also utilize the founding Titan because he's not of the Royal bloodline. Mm. uh, If he comes into physical contact with members of the Royal bloodline for a brief moment, he can use the powers of the founding Titan. Mm. So we, we see this for the first time when he punches Dina Fritz's um, Titan at the end of season two, and then he commands all the surrounding Titans to go attack, attack Reiner which is something that you can only do if you're a member of the uh, Royal Bloodline. That's why Zeke can do it and nobody else can mm. in, in the overall franchise. Um, but yeah, because Eren has the Founding Titan and he interacts with a member of the Royal Bloodline, he temporarily gets these powers, but they fade away real quick. He can't replicate it later on. Mm-hmm. They try, but he can't do it.
2: Yeah, I found that... There's a scene where um, Grisha walks past Kenny kind of chilling because you realize that, hey, maybe this, if he found out, you know, if Kenny found out that he had the information he did, then that could alter the, the future.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a couple
2: moments like that. Mm-hmm. And there's a time where Grisha was going to go down into the um, the church, the bunker down there, the cave. And he decides not to because he, you know, he wants to spend more time with Aaron so he made a de- he made a decision to hold off on
1: doing that. Yeah,
0: he was Taking like, power, "I'm not going to uh, murder this family today. I'm going to go hang out with my boy over there." Yeah, I'm like,
1: yeah. I'm wait a little, longer. which Take seemed to seemed to seemed to really shock Zeke.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I like <laughs> Zeke is like, I can't handle him in this episode. <laughs> hmm. He's very comical. Like, I don't know, like.
2: Because of his expressions.
0: Yeah. He's just very shocked by yeah, everything. He's like, Oh my yeah. god. It seems like at every moment the his like preconceptions of like the people that he's seeing have been like completely blown out of his mind. And he's like, Oh my god, I can't believe like this happened. I can't believe Aaron did this. I can't believe Grisha did that. And I'm like, Wow. There
2: are two expressions in this in this season four it's like neutral and then
1: like (laughs) wide-eyed shocked terrified and shocked shocking yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i i read online that they brought in some of the death note team to animate people's faces and mannerisms in this episode oh wow so they were bringing in kind of yeah some of the some of the heavy hitters of the industry to do stuff like Grisha, you know, just dating uh, mm. after he kills the Rice family, mm-hmm. or Aaron's face when he's getting angry.
0: Aaron's face when the, he's angry is, is very intense. I really like those. Yeah,
1: comments. yeah, that was cool. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I think. um Let's think here. So, I the have some points that we've missed.
1: The other, the other f- callback to earlier seasons is when Grisha is treating a, a patient in bed, mm-hmm. and uh, Zeke makes the point that, oh, look at Grisha leveraging his profession to get close to those in power and seek out information about the royal family. The apparently, and I would not have noticed this, but I read this online. Apparently, the guy in the bed is the politician. That gets the poopy machine from from Zachary in season two. I think it is
0: <laughs> the poopy machine. <laughs>
1: yeah, you remember that?
0: No, I when, remember. That's why I am
1: laughing.
0: Yeah. No, I didn't. I 20. I didn't. I would not have known that otherwise. Yeah, I mean, just you know, assumed he yeah. was like some kind of like person of political power that knew about guns or something.
1: But see. That's what I'm saying. If I had just seen part two, like two weeks ago, I might've remembered that.
0: Mm. Yeah. I was like, um, in the, the scenes where, uh, Aaron wants to go into the basement and he's like seeking out the basement. And then Grisha's like, nah, here's this key. When I come back, you can, I'll show you the basement. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, huh? What, what what did we find out in that basement it was such an integral part of the third season that i was like uh what did we find out i'm confused don't worry i figured it out It's okay (laughs) (laughs) and i was like like it's it's been so long since we've watched that and then like to remember everything in between because literally so much has happened since season three like it's insane um but yeah
1: Yeah, can you can you imagine by comparison watching Chimera Antark of Hunter X Hunter one episode a week, you know, after some some delay or something. I know, probably would it's have like, all right them. in this and this episode will cover five minutes of real time action <laughs> and you know, expound on every character's, you know, adi- mental attitude and emotional state. And then you gotta week wait a week to cover the next five minutes of time in a different <laughs> room somewhere else. You know
0: yeah the beginning of the chimera and arc if that if that was the case i probably would have given up but then in the but then when you get into the thick of the arc i'm like i would be i would be um very furious if that happened Mm -hmm. (laughs) so the episode ends with aaron punching zeke to the ground back in the pathways not in the memories.
1: Yeah, he he t poses on him.
0: So they're just going back and forth, keeping information and inserting information, and you know,
1: yeah, Aaron asserts his dominance by t posing, and (laughs) we're we're led to believe that now Aaron has the upper hand. But I'm 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 still kind of. Like, I, I guess not surprised by Zeke, but Zeke really got got his brother and his dad all wrong. You know, <laughs> he, he comes into this feeling like, oh, I I got you guys sorted out in my mind. I, mm-hmm. I totally understand you. And I mean, I guess not totally because he's, he's trying to figure out why Aaron is betraying him at the last second. Um,
0: I want to be like, but, he doesn't even know you. My guy. Yeah, like, you know, he, he like, like, who cares? Like, who cares? Like, yeah, you're brothers, but like, he doesn't know you. You haven't grown yeah, up together. Like,
1: Yeah. You know, Aaron, Aaron didn't tell him about killing those robbers to save Mikasa mm-hmm. when he was a little kid. You know, Zeke is totally like, I can't believe you just killed these people. You know, he's got major Shaki face, <laughs> you know, major Pikachu face in that, in that scene. But, uh, that, that is kind of a fundamental moment in Aaron's character development. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what Aaron speaks to in this episode. He says, if someone is going to take my freedom away, I'll take their theirs first. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's that's ultimately why Aaron is never going to go along with Zeke's plan. Why he gets so angry at at the Rice royal family. Mm-hmm. You know, they They all want to push their own ideals onto everyone else around them and want to, you know, push their their expectations, push their beliefs onto other Eldians. But why? You know, Aaron Aaron would say, no, that's fundamentally like unacceptable. You know, we cannot have people dictating, you know, oppressing others. You know everyone has freedom everyone has agency everyone has the right to live their life and to make their own decisions mm-hmm. anyone that will inhibit that has got to go the the chains are a
2: really good symbolic representation of that of them mm-hmm. being chained up and zeke being chained up you know, breaking the chains mm-hmm. you know no slaves no masters maybe it might be aaron's uh
1: Catchphrase. Just
0: Titans. Mm-hmm. No slaves, no masses. Just Titans.
1: <laughs> yeah. So and and that's a big question. So what you know, what is Aaron's end goal then? You know, what is he planning to do? We still don't have a defined answer for that. We have some expectation that it's pretty gnarly because Grisha, you know, grabs hold of future Zeke and says, You have to stop Aaron. I've I've seen the future that Aaron wants based on his future memories and it's
0: crazy.
1: Yeah. It's too crazy. (laughs) Too crazy.
0: Um, I haven't thought about Historia in a while, but I was, I'm thinking about Historia now.
1: Yeah. Where the fuck is Historia?
0: Yeah. I feel like,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I feel like something's going to happen with her and her little
1: baby.
2: She's been there the whole time. She's watching. Hmm. From the shadows. She's got to have a bigger role in all this. Bigger key. Yeah,
0: because I feel like there wouldn't be a reason to keep her. And to keep the her mm. royal secret hidden, you know.
1: Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Where the fuck Annie at?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we see Annie in the opening, so she's got to be coming back. Hmm. Maybe they all join together and form
0: one
2: one big colossal titan, one giant. You know, like
0: uh, Megazord Titan,
2: Thundercats. <laughs> yeah, Megazord. Titan, yeah.
0: <laughs> you put all the pieces of all the titans together. Yeah, fucking
2: Voltron Titan. <laughs> yeah, that'd be perfect. What did I say, Thundercats? Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> wrong
1: show, wrong universe. <laughs> 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 yeah, Historia does seem like the only really dangling part of the plot, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I I wish that there was. I, mean, I I kind of understand like what is what is Historia's resolution? Like she becomes the queen and then she does queenly things, but like
0: either that or she yeah, somehow I mean, what gets does that a Titan really right? She gets a Titan. And then her and Aaron team up and they enact whatever plan, like, that Aaron thinks is the best for the Eldians. Mm. Right? I, I mean, like, mm. or just Aaron slaughters everyone.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the rumbling is going to happen. By, guy, by golly, it's going to happen. Rumbling.
1: Rumbling, rumbling, rumbling. rumbling, rumbling, rumbling. <laughs> i also don't like yeah part of the reason i'm not hyped on this season is because the op oh my is god. such a, a oh buzz god. killer oh Yo. my god
0: it's not even a buzz kill my goodness
1: you know it, it comes down to- and i'm like ah.
0: <laughs>
1: oh aaron's yelling ah wow oh you my know. goodness he goes you know, he goes, I like, <laughs> yeah i don't i don't like this kind of like he goes, melodramatic yeah i don't like that kind of stuff and the the 3d animation when he's walking on top of the wall i've said it before but every every time i watch the op and it's just like i don't know it looks like a bad playstation game for about two seconds <laughs> I get that it's Napa's just two doing
0: seconds, their best, okay? They're doing their best. They got yeah, a shows on the is, plate. It's not as
2: it's not as bad as uh Blade Runner Black Lotus. Okay, I'm just going <laughs> to <that.
1: laughs> Yeah, I I'm not I'm not convinced it's any anyone I mean, yeah, whose fault is it really capitalism? But <laughs> you know, it's it, there's a limit to how much we can do about that, you know. <laughs>
2: Well, I have high hopes for the next
1: episode.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. What's going to happen?
1: Do you want me to tell you?
0: No, I do, but I don't. But I do.
1: <laughs> but I don't. Yeah. <laughs>
0: i hate the slow episodes like i know we got a lot of info in this one we got a lot of yeah
1: i I thought this episode was was crazy cool just for having this this big old info dump and having all this kind of like (laughs) waxing philosophical why are we so
0: opposite uh, and yet born so close together
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's what keeps our podcast interesting
0: oh my goodness
1: I like I like the time travel stuff in this episode it makes your brain makes the gears of your brain go a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
2: see this is this is time travel done well. I don't I, that's what yeah, I said it before, but there's some other anime out there that I just they don't really do a good job of explaining the time travel. And I think this is perfect perfection mm. in that in that way. It's like it logically makes sense that's, that's even if it doesn't them. even if it's not realistic, but still. Mm.
0: I feel like the writing in this is extremely stellar and that's why they can pull off these time travel things because it's not like um, it's not like we haven't seen these we haven't we've these Easter eggs we've seen. It's not like they're just like making shit up to make shit up Mm -hmm. to reveal something crazy like I'm sure Mm -hmm. if we went back and watched everything everything would very much fall into place.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to revisiting Attack on Titan in a year or two and like starting from episode 1 and mm-hmm. you know, watching it the whole way through. I haven't rewatched season 1 in so long at this point. At this point, uh I can't even like yeah, how do you how do you process season 1 knowing everything that you know in season by season 4? Right. It's like, yeah. Crazy.
0: I guess because, like, you know, there's, like, before Basement and, like, after Basement, you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> BB and AB.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> when, yeah, well, that's what we should be asking people in the future, you know. Like, oh, I just started watching Attack on Titan. You BB or you B-B. AB?
0: You BB, AB. You BB or AB? <laughs>
1: I still think the best part of the franchise is the scene at the end of. Well, yeah, number one part is the Bert Holden Reiner reveal,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and number two is the scene at the end of season three when they're on the beach. Uh, beach yeah, scene. those 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 two specific okay. scenes. Yeah, Bert Holden Reiner reveal and the beach scene. I'm always thinking about those two
0: mm, mm, mm.
1: Mm. music video. I'm sure there's been an AMV out
2: there somewhere with all those classic scenes. Yeah. We're going to make one though. It's going to be on the Patreon. Dack on Titan Road to Paradise AMV. And then we can have ourselves, we can insert ourselves like dancing <laughs> to the music. <laughs> you know?
0: No, we have to insert ourselves running as the baby titans. Oh, hell (laughs) yeah.
1: yeah. (laughs) Wasn't there a Republican congressman that beat us to this?
0: There is. Oh, shit. Way to bring that up, (laughs) Dan. Well, we can
2: insert that into our AMV. (laughs) Talk about meta.
0: (laughs) Well... uh, Thank you guys for listening and coming on our road to paradise journey. If you want to hit us up in between episodes and talk everything attack on Titan, um, be sure to join our discord and, uh, links are in the description for everything. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see you next week.
1: Mm-hmm. We might even rumble with you next week. We might.
0: Oh. Who knows?
2: Get your rumbling pants on or your rumbling underwear. I mean, not
0: gonna lie, I really thought the rumbling already is happening. Like, I thought the gears were turning already. I assume when mm. Zeke was roaring that, you know, shit was gonna come out of the walls, but maybe not.
1: Mmm, mmm.
0: Anyway, okay, bye.
1: Stay tuned. <laughs> bye.